The Brexit Vote. Coverage continues now on Bloomberg Radio. Polls close at 10 p.m. in Britain. That is now. And the future of Britain's relationship with the European Union, though, will not be known until at least nine hours from now. That's at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning on Friday. And, of course, uh, there are no exit polls. And the results will come in during a three-hour three period, period on Friday between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. So by breakfast time, the results of the European Union referendum should be known. Here to tell us more is a leading economist, Danny Blanchflower, professor of economics at Dartmouth College. He is uh, also a former member of the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of England. He can be followed on Twitter at D underscore Blanchflower. Danny Blanchflower, thank you for being with us. Hi, Pim. Well, interesting day. Goodness me. Go ahead. Give us your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are that um, the markets are clearly expecting a Remain vote. They saw polls over the last few days. Ten of the last 15 have been for Remain. But we've seen big surprises in UK polling. They're hoping that it looks like the Scottish referendum, which in the end, people turned out for the status quo. But the memory is a year ago, um, they, the predictions in the polls for the election outcome were very bad. And obviously, the, the markets and everybody else, um, in economic terms anyway, is assuming that Remain will come. The worry is actually that if Brexit actually is in the majority, this would be a surprise to the markets. And that would likely generate major market turmoil, it would seem to me, not least the pound. Uh, And that's the reason why contingency planning in Britain's banks and around the world is is about to swing into gear as we wait for for the results. This is is a momentous day, I would say. Why was this vote so close, Danny Blanchfauer? You know, six months ago... Maybe even three or four months ago. Oh, Brexit. Yeah, I guess we better start talking about it. And then suddenly, Brexit. What happened? Well, um, interesting. I think it's an interesting question. I think actually it's a continuation of the hurt that people have seen from the Great Recession. People are not happy with the status quo. I guess a number that I, I often kind of look at is if you look at the GDP per capita in the UK today compared with the start of the recession in 2008, it's up 1.1% in total. Real wages are um, really still below what they were in 2008. And there has been a major influx of people from the rest of Europe. Immigration has risen rapidly. Many of the issues in the U.S. are repeated in the U.K. They've seen the flood of immigrants coming, and they've also seen the poor performance of the European economy. Um, France has a 10% unemployment rate. We've still got 20% odd in Spain and Greece. And people think, you know, we want our own sovereignty. We don't want to be stuck with these Europeans. It's a losing game. And so we've ended up seeing something very close. Um, I'm not sure that I that I would have predicted was quite as close as this, quite so difficult to to call, given that, um, if you like, the status quo has thrown everything it has at it. Danny Blanchflower, why did the Prime Minister, David Cameron, promise to hold this referendum? (laughs) I think it's a really great question, Pim. I think he's going to obviously regret it to, to this very moment. And obviously, if Brexit comes... 
he's gone tomorrow. And if it's very narrow, he may actually be gone as well. I think the reality was that there was continuous infighting within the Tory party. He, it's interesting, he managed to get himself... The good news was he got himself a 12-seat majority last May, but that turns out that he was vulnerable to views from the Eurosceptics within his own party. And so what's interesting, I think, is that the, the, the infighting particularly for this vote is actually greater than it was at the election, more particularly between people within the same party. So I think the answer was it was called for internal political reasons. It was certainly not something that places like Northern Ireland and Scotland and Wales were really looking for. It's a, it's, if you like, it's a sort of internal English issue within the, within the Tory party. But presumably, um, David Cameron didn't think, it, it relates to your last question, he didn't think it was going to go down to the wire and he'd be sitting in Downing Street <laughs> watching these results, biting his fingernails. Well, the latest YouGov UK poll on Brexit, the UK leaving the European Union, shows a vote of 52% to remain, 48% to leave. This is being, being reported by Sky News. So, again, a narrow victory. So we, we could go back and forth. What if, what if they leave? What if they stay? Right. But regardless of whether they stay or leave, what does this mean for... The UK going forward, what does it mean for the current government? Uh, do they have to make changes? They can't, I guess you can't really adjust this one. It's not like, oh, we can boost economic growth, <laughs> right. right? Or or try right. to raise prices well, like a central bank. Well, the problem is, that, well, let, let's just sort of separate the economics at the moment, because obviously if there's a Brexit vote, we're going to have to talk about what the Bank of England would have to do and, and global repercussions and so on. Let's think of the politics. I mean, I certainly think, it's back to Pim's question, I certainly think if there's a Brexit vote, David Cameron called this vote, said, I'm going to try and renegotiate, came back and said, we should remain. If, if the vote is not to remain, then, that, then, that's a, then politically he's gone, and presumably the Chancellor is gone. So that's a political crisis, I would say, um, particularly from a Brexit point of view. But I think there's still a, a, a major political issue, which is that supposing the vote is pretty close, which we sort of think it's probably going to be. I don't think it's going to be 60-40. I mean, it could be, but I suspect no polls have shown that. If it's a pretty darn close vote, then Cameron is going to find it extremely hard with a 12-vote majority to pass anything or perhaps even to be able to remain as leader. So a political crisis is probably the, the thing that's on the table the most. Um, assuming, uh, but obviously there's the economics we can talk about. Just to reiterate that the YouGov, the uh, polling service, reports that the UK poll on the European Union shows 52% remain and 48% leave. Danny Blanchard, one thing that I found particularly interesting was who is able and eligible to vote. If you are a British, Irish, or Commonwealth citizen and you're over the age of 18 and registered in the United Kingdom, you can vote. Well, that's true, but actually I fit that criteria. Yes. But in fact, I wasn't able to vote because I think you had to have been lived in the UK as well for the last for the last 10 years. 15, so, actually, the last 15, 15 okay, years. 15. But I, did, I actually didn't get to vote. So I tried and I looked and they said, sorry, Blanche Flower, that you don't get to vote. Um, yes, yeah, so, so people, people, people who live there, I think there were issues particularly about, as I say, people who live abroad. I mean, there's a big issue here, which is that there are three million people from Europe living in Britain who, who probably don't get the vote. And there's two million people who are Brits 
who live in Europe. And it was, I, I don't recall, I don't think they get the vote, but others may, may tell me differently. Unless you're uh, from Ireland, Malta, or Cyprus. And uh, I also found interesting that the Commonwealth citizens in Gibraltar are, right. are able to vote, as are members of the House of Lords, and they are not necessarily allowed to vote in the general election. Right. And David Cameron apparently was headed to Gibraltar to give a speech the other day when there was the, the terrible assassination of a British mm. MP, and he, and he didn't actually go there. And we should talk about that, that in the sense that that, that terrible political, it was a highly political event. It certainly appears that the polls um, were moving towards leave, and then there was that event, and both parties pulled out, stopped campaigning any, any further. And since that moment, it does look that the Remain has moved to the ascendant. I'm not saying that that's, you know, that that's been the driving force, but it, it, it does seem that that was a turning moment when, when, they, when the British people were totally shocked. I wonder, it, Danny, uh, event. As, uh, it, as the vote, as, as the dust settles on this vote, let's say that the, the Remains win, I, I wonder, uh, you know, where the focus turns next. Do people look at the economy again? Do they look at, what, what, are, the, what are the gripes of the British people yeah. that they're going to be faced well, with? That's a great question, Kathleen. Uh, I mean, my, my view, as you know, over time has been um, the growth of the UK economy has been a major issue. Um, we've seen very poor growth, and it certainly appears that actually there's um, been some slowing. Um, the Monetary Policy Committee has, has argued that, the, that about half the slowing, perhaps, okay. is because of the fear of Brexit. And so that suggests if that's right, and there isn't a Brexit, that actually there may be some turning back and some, and some improvement. But All right. Public Danny Blanchard, thanks so much. This is Bloomberg Radio.